Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hello, Faith Mamas, and welcome back to another episode of Faith Mama Mondays. We are so excited to be with you today and super pumped that we have a guest on today. We're going to be tackling a really awesome topic, and we have Miss Felicia Meyer DeLoach with us, and I'm going to just read you some of the areas of expertise she has. Not only is she a mom of two grown men, which are her babies, but grown men to the world, she's also a full-time wife, and she's a licensed clinical social worker a school social worker, a special education teacher. I mean, these things just keep going on and on. And why is this so important? Because today we are going to be talking about faith and mental health. And having her expertise here is just going to take this conversation through the roof. So we are so excited to have you. Welcome, Felicia. How are you today? Thank you very, very much, Dominique, for that wonderful welcome. And I'm doing great. I hope that you all are as well. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, I'm so excited. I can jump up and down. I, I just can't wait until this conversation gets rolling. I know that God is going to open up some amazing doors just so that we can see the importance of mental health um, when it comes to faith. But before we do that, I'm going to throw it over to Ryan as she brings us in with the Mom Life Roll Call. Hello, Faith Mama. So you guys know what time it is, or maybe you don't, if this is your first time tuning in. The Mom Life Roll Call is the segment of the show where we uh, share our hilarious, funny stories that sometimes make us laugh, cry, want to pull our hair out, those those moments in our lives that moms truly know um, what we experience on a day-to-day life. So does anybody have any mom life moments that they'd like to share? Well, I have to read a mom life moment that actually came to us through our website. Um, So I got to shout out Shailene Aaron. She left this, and I thought it was awesome. It has even some great tips for us. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, I'm a wife, mother of three. I work nine to five, and I'm building my personal lifestyle brand. With juggling all of these, the most important thing to me is my time. If I don't plan out each week, my time gets wasted, and I can't afford that since I have so much to do. Well, Saturday was already planned out. Nail appointment, brunch with the girls, go to the grocery store, take the kids shopping, and finally come home and shampoo and style one of my daughter's hair. Plans were derailed, and all the tasks on my list were not completed. Talk about a highly frustrated mom, which resulted in my Sunday being thrown off, hence why I'm finally soaking in the tub at 11.30 p.m. All right. (laughs) Three things I learned, she said. Three things I learned when things don't go as planned. Number one, give yourself grace. Number two, 
keep your emotions in check, and number three, turn the obstacles into opportunities. All right, Shailene, this is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Woohoo. So good. I love that you said give yourself grace. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I, I think as moms, we don't do that enough sometimes. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing. So I have one. It's related to our topic of the month, which is faith. So on Friday morning, I took our daughter, Brooklyn, to her first gym class. And Brooklyn is the kind of kid who has to, like, observe the room before she interacts in a room. So I was a little bit nervous because there's, like, 10 or 12 other kids in this gym class, and I was a little bit nervous about how she was going to do so she, it didn't take warm or long for her to, like, warm up and get acclimated to the class. And then she discovered the uneven bars. And I'm like, okay, this is totally new. Like, she's never seen this before. Like, how's this going to go? And to my surprise, she, like, climbs up onto the mat, leaps for the bars, and just starts swinging on the bars and, like, sucks the landing. I was so mm-hmm. proud of her as a mom. Like, wow, you, like, had the courage to do that. And as I was, like, driving home, I was, like, really thinking about her boldness and, like, the courage that she just had to, like, face this challenge head on and with, like, no reservations. And it really taught me, like, about stretching my faith in that same way. It's like God wants us to just, you know, come to him, face what we're going through head on, and just know that he's got our back no matter which way it results. So shout out to my baby girl, Brooklyn, for uh, teaching her mom a little something about faith this week. All right, Mm -hmm. Brooklyn. I do believe that that's one of the very special gifts that God has given us with children. We believe that it's sort of our responsibility to help teach our children, and that certainly is true, but we learn so much through parenting. It's just Mm -hmm. such a wonderful experience. Children teach us things and ways to grow and learn that we may never have experienced or even attempted if it weren't for them, for the love that we have for them. That is so true. Well, before we end this segment of the Mom Life Roll Call, I do have to shout out our missing voice. Uh, Janice is actually right in the middle of a mom life moment, I'm sure. Um, please send your prayers out to her right now. She is recovering, I'm believing, for a speedy recovery from the flu. And her mom is there and London is there, so we're keeping them all covered in prayer. But anybody knows what it's like um, when you're not feeling well and you have little people running around. So, Janice, we love you. We're praying for you, and we can't wait for you to return to uh, Faith Mama Monday's podcast. And so I just wanted to shout her out. And before we jump in, I wanted to give my mom life moment. Okay, so my mom life moment is not <laughs> like something I learned from. It, well, I guess it is. It's something that was hilarious and it happened to be. And I think, Ryan, I told you a little bit about this. So, you guys, I know that oftentimes when we have little toddlers running around, somehow we get to talking about poop. Um, but this time, my little guy, my two-year-old, he is, runs into the kitchen, and I know you guys can guess who this is. It's Noah. Um, he runs into the kitchen, and I couldn't find him. I was like, Noah, where are you? Finally, I found him in the kitchen, in the refrigerator, and he was freezing for the grace. And I just remember saying, Noah, really loud. And I guess I startled him, and he's potty training right now. So he, like, 
peed all over the refrigerator. I was like, this is not happening. <laughs> so note to self and anybody else potty training their child, do not shout their name when they're in your refrigerator because that could end up disaster. So mom life oh, mode. No. <laughs> oh, man. I, have, I, I think I can write a book of Noah moments, like yes. <laughs> all the moments that make me laugh. <laughs> oh, That's man. Hilarious. Oh, man. All right. Well, it is time to get into our topic of the day. Um, and I'm so excited that we have an expert digging into this topic with us. Uh, before we open it completely up, we're going to go to the scriptures. So let's jump over to Matthew chapter 17 verse 20. And just a little background from the scripture. This is a scripture where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and they were trying to pray for a a little guy that was going through some serious stuff. And they were wondering why this wasn't working when they did it, and it worked when Jesus did it. And so Jesus' response was, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. And this is a big scripture for us today. And you may be asking, what does that have to do anything with mental health? What does that have to do anything with faith in mental health? Well, one of the great key components that we see here is that you must face the mountain head on with faith. And for a lot of us, Mental health has been one of those mountains that we've just kind of turned our backs on and pretended like it wasn't even there. And so today, we are going to not do that. We're going to face this mountain head on with faith. And before I jump any further, I want to throw it to you ladies and see, do you guys have any other scriptures that really stand out to you when we're talking about faith and mental health? Um, well, I I do. Um I often turn to 2 Timothy 1, 7. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I use this often in my prayers for um, my work that, that I do as a mental health or behavioral health clinician, in that if we are fearful, if we are um, agitated, if we anger easily, There's usually a reason, there's usually a cause, and finding out what that is so that we don't believe that that is just who we are. So that is the thought that that's just my personality, that's who I am, or I'm that way because um, my children make me really upset or anxious or they're not behaving or my husband or whatever. It's really about um, being in control of ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us. Mm -hmm. That is so good. That is so good. Man, it really stuck with me when you said not accepting that that's just who we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so often we, you know, we take things as personality traits when, like you said, there is so much deeper um, to dig into some of these things that we just write off as personality traits. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Mm, that is so good. Whew. Mm. All right. Well, we're, it seems like we're already digging in. So I'm just going to throw um, a question out there, and I'm going to actually throw it out to you, Ms. Felicia. I'm excited to just hear your expertise um, on all of this. So for a lot of people, when they're thinking about 
mental health and things of that nature, sometimes we don't think about counseling at all. And counseling actually can be really taboo, and we're really nervous about going to counseling. So can you tell us a little bit about how counseling can help us as we're starting to walk by faith and address some of our mental health concerns? Well, I think absolutely, Dominique, but I think to just back up a little bit, I think just talking about mental health to begin Mm -hmm. with. If we're having heart problems, we go to a cardiologist. We would go to a specialist to take a look at our heart, to assess it, and then give us the best plan of action to address whatever was found in those assessments. The same is true, hopefully, with any part of our physical health, whether it it be um, needing blood work or just getting a regular physical, and of course, our women's physical as well. So it's interesting that we will take note of how important it is to keep our physical body moving, and yet not address our minds. And when we talk about mental health, behavioral health, we're really talking about our brain health. Neurology talks about the actual physical organ of the brain. And behavioral health talks about how the brain is functioning. We're talking about our emotions. And so this thought that it's really taboo is actually very strange because it's a part of our body. Our brains Mm -hmm. are as much a part of our body, and therefore our emotions are as much a part of our body as our heart is, and therefore just as important. If one part of our body is not functioning well, the rest of it isn't going to function well either. And you, you know that from knowing someone who may have had a stroke or a heart attack. So this idea that mental health is sort of taboo, we really need to, to move forward into the 21st century. We have cell phones that we can do just about anything in the world on. We need to also be honest with ourselves and realize Mental health is just another part of our human body. So that's a little bit about my soapbox as far as (laughs) mental health. And then the way that we take care of mental health is to check in with our emotions, checking in with how we're feeling. And in our society, in our American society, um, and then all of the sort of subcultures we have, whether it's being a Christian, a Christian woman, um, a mom, a Christian woman who's a mom. I mean, there's so many other subcultures that, that we can break it down to. But when we start looking at, at our role in society and, and how that works, there's a whole lot of pressure. And if we don't keep that, if you will, in check, if we don't take a look at how am I doing, how do I feel about how I'm doing, oftentimes we'll see things that fester for a while, and then there's problems later. And, and again, it's just like anything else. When we take good care and maintain, we don't have the major crises. Seeing a counselor is a way in which we check in with our emotions. That's the way that we take a look at our honest, um, authentic self in a non-judgmental environment. A therapist, a counselor does not judge. They, they will assess, they'll understand a little bit about your background. You, I often encourage my clients to make sure that, that they sort of interview 
who their therapist is going to be because we're all human. So sometimes there's a better fit than another one. If you feel like, gosh, I met with this person and that personality just didn't quite click with me, that's okay. Find someone who does. But the training portion of that clinician should be one where it is non-judgmental. So you come in and you say, you know what, this is me. These are all the things that describe me. I'm a Christian mom and wife, and I'm also maybe a student or a full-time professional, and I'm trying to juggle all this, and there's times that I just don't feel real comfortable with everything I'm doing, so I put my kids to bed and I drink two glasses of wine. Okay, so let's talk about what, what's making you feel good, and then let's talk about the things that you want to do better. Where are the areas of growth? But there should be no judgment. And that's the difference between talking to a friend or a relative because they're going to have some biases. Your therapist, your counselor works for you. There shouldn't be any biases. Yeah, and I, I kind of just want to ask that from, like, a personal experience. So I've had two situations in my life where I've um, elected to seek professional counseling as a result of the emotions that I was dealing with. And mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more that, like, having someone to talk to about what I was experiencing, what I was going through, who is completely subjective and who has no bias against me or the people in my life that they know. There's like this authenticity that comes along with being able to like speak to someone professionally about the emotions and um, kind of struggles that you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, my experience with mental health and dealing with um, my mental health maintenance has been truly life-changing for me, um, coupled with what God has been doing in my life. I feel like when you put those two together with God and then, you know, you seek professional um, counseling for what you're going through, like, there's no way you can lose. I mean, you're already not going to lose because God's on your side, but there's no way you can lose because, you know, your friends will tell you one thing, your family will tell you another thing, and then that sometimes just makes you more confused and, like, makes your emotions, like, that much more heightened or out of sorts. But when you really get into an environment that is safe and get into an environment where you can just like let it all out and not have to worry about being judged or worry about people um, giving biased feedback, like it really is freeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan, I'm, I'm glad that you've had very positive experiences. And that is so true. Again, that, that piece about what's important to you when you look for a clinician. There are um, clinicians who are trained Christian therapists. There are other therapists who are therapists and then they happen to be Christian. There are therapists that have maybe no um, specific belief system. Um, There are therapists that are of other belief systems. So you can, there's a wide array of therapy types and styles so you can choose. But it should be at the end of the day, it should be, um, as you said, as you described, it should be a setting where you come in, there's a person there that is knowledgeable about um, typical development of emotions. And when I talk about that, As humans, we are constantly developing until 
we pass. So we know about child development. We know when our babies should be talking, when they should start crawling, when they should start walking. But that goes throughout the lifespan. And oftentimes we don't think about that much after our, our children have reached their developmental milestones. And that's another area where the clinician is highly skilled. They understand what is typical for um, a 27-year-old, what is typical for a 62-year-old who may or may not be getting ready to retire. So there's all these different um, time periods in our lives that can also impact our emotional systems. And so you come to this, we call it a holding environment, this setting, which would be the clinician's office, with the clinician who in time you you develop a trust so that you can be extremely authentic. And that person will then help just reflect for you what is important to you, what is most meaningful to you, so that you can begin to or continue to really feel the joy through what you're doing in your daily life, whether that's at the stage of changing diapers or uh, getting your preschoolers off to preschool or starting your business and working with your adolescents to get them to do their homework, wherever you are, so that you can find the joy in that and continue to know that what you're doing is so important and that you're doing it effectively and efficiently for your family. That is so good. I'm so excited that we're talking about this, and I'm excited for the the moms that are listening and myself included, just how this information will impact and change our lives. Um, you mentioned something that really, it just resonated with me. You were talking about um, our emotions and how our emotions are indicators of what's going on. And I have had my own personal um, or continue to go on a mental health journey and continue to grow and develop. But there was a time in my life where I had just shoved down every emotion that wasn't happy, (laughs) every emotion that didn't look like, oh, I'm so happy and I'm so excited. I just shoved everything else down and I said, nope, I don't have time for that. I have to keep moving. I have to keep pushing. I have to keep going. And then eventually, all of those emotions that I tried to shove down just kind of came to a head. All of the childhood trauma, all of the everything just came up in a really large um, explosion that really couldn't be hidden at that point. And I've been, it was years of trying mm-hmm. to hide it. So my question for you is for the moms that are listening that may have noticed or recognized some emotions that are in their life that are really kind of difficult for them to control. Maybe they lash out and they're like, whoa, why did that happen? Or they're crying regularly at night and things like that, and they're just kind of trying to pretend or push it down like it doesn't exist. What are some things that you would encourage them to do as they begin to walk by faith and start to go and seek help um, for some of these emotions? Right. So that is such um, a... Thank you for sharing that story, Dominique, of, of your personal journey. I, I have an analogy. I call it, sorry, I call it the stinky refrigerator. Have you ever had <laughs> something in your refrigerator that sort of smells and you're like, I don't know where that is, and you take out something and you throw it away, and the next day it gets a little bit worse 
And so you take out two more things, but then by next week you can't even open your refrigerator. So you finally have to just go in and take everything out, clean out the entire refrigerator to find what that one thing was in the piece of foil way, way, way in the back. That is sort of how our emotions are. We can shove them down for a while, but eventually they're going to come out. It's going to be, as you said, people are going to start to notice if we don't deal with those emotions. So there's Mm -hmm. some great things to do. Journaling is a wonderful way to just sort of um, expel some of that tension and stress of the day. You, You can do some goal setting in it. You can just simply write about the things that went well that day, maybe write about some things that you would like to do differently, things that you learned from. So that's wonderful. I think in your first opening piece, um, the one woman had spoke about how she had her um, work-life balance planned out on Saturday, and then it didn't go the way she had planned. First of all, I applaud her for, for planning out her work-life balance because it's so important to make sure that we do have that balance. And then secondly, when it doesn't work out the way we had planned, like she said, to realize that these obstacles are just opportunities to learn, to grow, but then making sure that we circle back and and meet our own personal need. And there's the visual of um, that statement when you're on the airplane that says, please secure your oxygen mask first. As a, as a mom, initially, that seems so difficult, like, no, I want to take care of my baby first. But if you think about it, it is not selfish to care for yourself first. If you put that oxygen mask on yourself first, it will take you just a few seconds. And then when your baby, your infant or toddler, will not wear the mask, you can follow that toddler's face all around with the oxygen mask and they can breathe in while you're following them around. If you tried to follow them around without your oxygen mask on, you would pass out and your baby would be left to fend for themselves. And that is true with taking care of our mental health. When we suppress, when we push down, when we ignore what we're feeling, at some point it's going to come out. It usually comes out in a manner that we don't have less control over, that we don't really want, and oftentimes it comes out as lashing out at our children, and then we feel bad afterwards. So there are all kinds of ways to present that. Prayer is awesome. Meditation is wonderful. Listening to uplifting music, is another thing. Looking at what's working for you and, of course, seeking out a therapist. So mm-hmm. for me, what I do, because I, my emotions can go, like, from zero to 100, I'm sure, like many people, because I'm human, right? But I want to, Felicia said something about, about prayer. And for me, that's usually the first thing that I do when I feel myself, I try to do, rather, not every time, I'm not, perfect but I try the first thing I do try to do is like pray like okay before I react to this let me talk to God about it let me check in with him and like really dig into why I'm feeling this way before I respond because usually if I just respond based on my emotions first then 
it makes the situation that much bigger. It makes the situation mm-hmm. that much worse because I'm probably going to mm-hmm. respond emotionally mm-hmm. and that's going to have like a negative impact on whatever situation that I'm dealing with. And so um, I just want to encourage all the moms listening, like prayer is definitely a strategy that has helped me um, in my walk with God and it's brought me closer in my walk with God that just checking in with him to really understand what's going on in my heart before I kind of respond to a situation. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Ryan, if I might even add to that, um, if, if we walk around with a thought in our head as often as we are able to, to just say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus, no matter what is going on, if that is sort of like our constant background music or saying in our head, then when you get ready to get agitated or irritated, if you start with Jesus, I found it's really difficult for me to say Jesus and then a curse word. It's really difficult for me to say Jesus and then raise my voice in in a hurtful way. So finding those things that sort of are are good cues for us to let us know, like, hmm, I was getting ready to to lose it there for a minute. Let me pull myself back because you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. We're human. Oh, that's good. I think I'm going to use that strategy. Say Jesus first. I think that that might be a good one for me. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking about Romans 12 too, and I know we have to. I do not want to close. I know we have to close soon. But I was thinking about Romans 12 too, and it says, "Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will." And one of the things that constantly stands out to me in this scripture is that when we address our mind and all the things that have gotten into our mind and infiltrated our mind over the course of years, um, when we begin to address it and begin to renew our mind, that's when we can, as the scriptures say, test and approve what God's will is. So our mind and our mental health is actually directly um, correlated to God. It's directly correlated to his will for our life, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. He's like, pay attention to your mind, this big, huge muscle that you have. Pay attention to your mind so that you can connect with me even better than you were you were able to before. Pay attention to all the things that have gotten in there that you may not have even noticed have gotten in there. Um, so that brings me to uh, my last question, which is, if you have gone through something traumatic in your past or painful in your past, and you've never gotten any type of counseling or therapy or anything, and you're finding that it's coming up um, in your life, in your parenting, it just starts, it's starting to come up. Or maybe you're going through a traumatic situation right now. What can we do when it comes to trauma? Is there any, is there any healing for that? Absolutely. And, and again, depending upon the person and where they are in their walk with Christ, um, where they are in how they view themselves, there's all kinds of things. From if there's um, concerns around your parenting, there's some wonderful parenting classes that are offered usually at the county level. Um, speaking to some um, ladies at church, Oftentimes, I suggest looking for someone that's a little older than you, that has children a little older than you, so that 
you can have some wisdom there about, oh, yeah, honey, I've done that, and don't worry, you'll get through it, as well as then pairing yourself with someone who has younger children who may be a little younger than you so that you can be a mentor to them because that's such a blessing for that person, but it also is uplifting to you too because then you realize, well, gosh, I didn't know that what I was doing then, and it did all work out. So I think that there are all kinds of different avenues, but at the end of the day, when we talk about mental health um, and moving towards that lens, it's real important, again, to, to realize that if you're living on earth, at some point you're going to go through some trauma. That's just that's part of our journey here. So... Um, Proverbs 1 talks all about the importance of learning um, to be wise and to learn new things, to seek wise counsel. And that's where it's not a form of weakness to learn something new, to ask for assistance, to ask for guidance or clarification. And when we're talking about um, trauma, uh, life experiences that we've been through that may have caused us Um, some kind of difficulty in our development in life, it behooves us as well as our family, as well as our children, to work through that so that we can grow to be the even better person that we are today so that we have even more to offer our children and families. So I think we might have time for one final question. I do have a question so for um, the mom out there who is listening to this and who, um, you know, you're getting that tugging feeling in your heart like, man, we touched on so many awesome things in this episode and, you know, you may be feeling like, man, okay, I, I, I know I can, I've identified with a lot of what um, uh, Ms. Felicia has said and with what has been shared on the podcast. Like, I know I need to take this step but I'm afraid. Like, what mm-hmm. would be your advice, Felicia, for the mom who recognizes that they need the professional help, but mm-hmm. um, what would you say to encourage them to take that step to actually get there? I would strongly suggest that they seek wise counsel. Talk to someone who they trust and say, you know, I've been thinking about this. What do you think? The other thing is when you see a therapist, that is extremely confidential. No one knows unless you choose to share. So you can go through your insurance company. You will get um, a list of therapists in the area. You can do it by your region, by your zip code. And then you can cross-reference that with Psychology Today. And on the Psychology Today website, that gives a bio, it gives a description, education, about each clinician, so you can look to see who they are, and then you can call and make an appointment, and you can ask if you could just do an intake or a consultation with them. So you don't have to do a full session. Oftentimes, clinicians have um, their first um, initial appointment will be a, um, a consultation, and they won't even charge for it, so that you can find out what it will be like to be in that room with that therapist and if that's something you want. 
if you think that's something that will help. Another thing you could do is talk to one of your pastors, ministers at church. Talk to them. A lot of them are, um, have training in counseling, and they will also direct you if they feel that you need some more assistance. Um, they can also assist in helping you find someone, um, a therapist or someone who can help. But again, it's like if we have something wrong with our body, if you take a wrong step and you break your leg, you're going to go to the doctor. We don't think twice about that. If we have problems breathing, we're going to go to the doctor. We don't think twice about that. There's no stigma. Well, if you're having trouble, difficulty with things in your daily life around emotions, anger, anxiety, um, feelings of sadness, low self-esteem, self-worth, you should see a therapist, just like you would see a doctor for your legs. And there shouldn't be any kind of stigma around it. But you also don't have to share it with anybody either. And this conversation has been so amazing and eye-opening, and I know that God um, utilized this conversation to be able to touch not only our lives here on this call, but your life um, as you're listening in. So I'm just excited about what God is doing. I want to encourage us as we continue to move forward in Faith Month to remember that faith doesn't shove things under the rug and pretend like it doesn't exist. That's not faith. Um, faith looks at the thing head on and addresses it head on, believing that God will be with you every single step of the way. So if there's anything that you have found that you have been pushing under the carpet, you've been pushing your feelings, your emotions under the rug, or maybe you're a little bit like I was where, you know, the only feeling you would accept was happy and all the other ones you just tried to push under the rug until it's gotten so much that you can't handle it. Wherever you are right now, just remember that faith really does look at it. Faith looks at that mountain. Faith looks at that mountain and knows that as we walk hand in hand with God, that mountain will move. And if God is leading you in the direction of seeking um, a therapy, a therapist, a counselor, um, we encourage you to take that faith step as we've been talking about, taking those faith steps. That's a faith step. Um, so we're excited for you. And there's some other tips and strategies that Felicia shared, such as journaling, prayer, meditation. Um, those may be your faith steps today. So we're just excited for whatever step God is encouraging you to make. Oh, man, this has been so phenomenal. And we just want to say thank you so much, Felicia, for joining Faith Mama Mondays. We are so grateful to have this conversation. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Well, I, was, I would like to thank both of you. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to meet with Janice, but I have her in prayer and I know that she'll be better soon. But I want to thank both of you, one, for just inviting me and allowing me this platform to be able to talk about such an important topic, mental health, especially mental health with moms. But thank you two ladies for what you're doing. This is such a wonderful blessing to bless these moms that are able to listen to you and just be encouraged. Thank you for thinking of this and thinking of others to share with them. Yeah, this has been awesome. Okay, so I'm going to step out on limb here, and I'm going to ask you, uh, Ms. Felicia, would you mind praying this out? Absolutely, I would love to. Thank you. Um, as we still our hearts and our minds and we come to you, Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all of your awesomeness, Lord. Thank you for all the many blessings you've given us. 
Thank you for all those that you have in store for us. Lord, we are so grateful for the opportunity that you have given us to be moms, to raise wonderful children, little spirits that you have entrusted with us. We are so grateful for all the many opportunities you provide us with growth through your word, through sharing with other colleagues, with friends, with moms, and all those Christians that we come in contact with, Lord. We're so grateful that we've been given the opportunity to be a beacon of light for you, Lord, in this world. Thank you, Lord, and thank you so much, Lord, for these wonderful young women who started this podcast and all those who are listening. We ask you for your continued blessings on our families, on all those who are less fortunate than we are. Lord, we are so grateful for you. And we say these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.